violence inherent in state power. Exterior. Exterior. Mid City's best damn Sammy. Afternoon, March 19, 2015. The shop is closed. Bewildered customers mill around the lawn, arguing and checking their phones. Hot sauce meandered onto the scene. Uh, 48. Jesus, Mary, and titties. This book is crazy. I should hit up Eloise. Four, always say less than. Interior. Emergency room. Afternoon, March 19, 2015. Chekhov sits, handcuffed, in the waiting room. Hospital security confers with Mid-City PD, and young, eager cop is wheeled out as he attempts to smile. And she said, Barbara J. Nelson. The ending is everything. Plan all the way to it, taking into account all the possible consequences, obstacles, and twists of fortune that might reverse your hard work and give the glory to others. Sergeant Clooney walks into the hospital as journalist shouts, taking photographs. Exterior, the governor's mansion. Afternoon, March 19, 2015. The Rolls Royce pulls up into the governor's driveway as iron rot gates open slowly. Guys, maybe I should explain. Who the fuck is this bitch? Exterior, Weeping Willow Lane, redacted, 2013. Licorice tumbles off the fence. Rose <laughs> forms inside the clandestine property of the Shady Motel. Exterior, Mid-City Public Hospital. Evening, March 19, 2015. Abe's station wagon pulls up on the sidewalk. Abe flies out of the car into the emergency room. Interior, Mid-City Public Hospital. Evening, March 19, 2015. Abe grabs the handcuff. Check dragging him to the floor. Since Mr. Boboff has filed an affidavit to the effect that he does not wish to avail himself of this privilege. Interior. Abe's station wagon. Evening, March 19, 2015. Abe shoves Chekhov, still handcuffed, onto the back seat, then climbs in front. The wagon peels rubber off into the distance. I am merely putting it as an exhibit to be offered at the right time, not as part of the case. It hasn't been offered by either side as an exhibit. Exterior, Mordecai's table, evening, March 19, 2015. Abe's station wagon pulls up and parks, flashing vomit lightly in all directions. Since he walks past, carrying a small transistor radio. Guess what? Abe gets out of the car, opens the back, and drives Shekhov through the vomit. International relations? Zekazode Zen, Zerders in Zikziti. Zazat Zickens. Exterior Grand Hotel Rooftop. Witching Hour, March 20th, 2015. Mick carries licorice into a spacecraft. Kilroy follows. Fuck it, bitches. Kilroy imitates the sound of an air horn. You coming? Kilroy ambles up the ramp. Interior, spaceship, space time. March 20th, 2015. Kilroy enters the spacecraft. A ramp retracts and the door closes. 
Mick sets licorice down and checks an inner coat pocket, revealing a water-stained Greyhound bus ticket, tucking it away. Fancy. Kid, you got any liquor? Kilroy pulls out a flask, downs it, then offers the empty container to Mick. The room turns pitch black. We hear a hum and see black light, then strobe in an SOS pattern. The windowless interior plunges into black again, then static patterns grayscale snow. We see the scene in night vision, then in black and white. Licorice moans. The scene flickers. Mick, Licorice, and Kilroy appear to be lounging in beach attire on the shore of a sunny tropical island. Bright colors and the sound of surf. Never mind, I think I'm good. The scene flickers back to static returning to the interior of the spaceship in black and white. You found me. Guess I did. Pay me. Look, kid. Calm it down. I got a fucking headache. I'm the... Hey! Give her a minute. This... This happened a lot for you, huh? What day is it? Mick sighs. Uh, don't make it easy, do you, kid? Kilroy burps. I'm not a fucking kid, man. Licorice stirs. Oh, right. Mick goes to Licorice, checking her vital signs. You know her? Liquor? Yeah. She's in love with me. Mick gives Kilroy an examining look. Pretty good liar. Bet you've seen some things. Mick snorts. Tell me a story. Or I'll tell you one. Who knows where the fuck we are, or where we're going. Licorice mumbles to herself. Shit. Kilroy fidgets. Fuck, damn. We might could both be in her dream. I, I don't know. Thought I knew what's going on. How about I tell you... You tell me. What I know, what you know. Sorry, I'm not used to, uh, I, uh, I might be, uh, it might be going to my head. Look, kid, look, look, man, I, I think we need to talk. Mick finds a concave spot in which to recline somewhat. I'm not sure what to call you, and I don't think her name is... What you say. L liquor? Mick clucks his tongue. I just don't think any of us are figuring this shit out alone. What do you know? Maybe no one's trying to kill you. But she clearly has some kind of martyr complex. That's, I mean... <laughs> Mick snorts. I fingered her once. Mick sits up. Nearly broke my jaw. <laughs> it was worth it. I had a fuck tape, but... Kilroy searches his pockets, gestures. I... Mick rubs his eyes. Yeah. A fuck tape. Mm-hmm. You think they got the mayor? I should be the mayor. 
His Excellency. Kilroy burps, scratching himself. Uh, Mick glances at licorice, snorting, snoring on the floor of the spacecraft. So, uh, this is it. Mick touches a wall of the craft. I, uh, I don't know. The mayor? They... What did you see? Kilroy regards Mick suspiciously, shaking his head. The skinny teen removes a digital video recorder from some pocket, tossing it to Mick. You owe me. You have it five minutes. The humming spacecraft whirs louder in a high pitch and shudders a bit. Kilroy vomits in his mouth and swallows it. God, I look pretty dapper in this shitty suit. You want some gum? Mick checks the pockets of his muddy coat, tossing a small cellophane-wrapped package at Kilroy. Don't say I never... Mick tries to wipe the muck from his clothing. Wish I had another suit. Vents emerge around Mick as steam exhales, obscuring him in fog. When the vapor clears, Mick is dressed in a subtle but expensive suit, still holding the video camera. Kilroy stands, shouting. Ah, uh, I wish I had a big titty skank princess. Kilroy waves his arms, glancing rapidly around. Nuts. Mick snorts and chuckles, shaking his head. Pervert. Four minutes on that camera. Recorder. Mick flips open the digital video camera, turning it on. We see a low battery symbol in one corner of the screen. Mick scrolls through the archived videos, humming and muttering to himself. Other motherfucking... The video camera beeps and dies. Mick sets the digital camera down, sliding it across the floor of the spacecraft. Kilroy mumbles to himself, slipping the device into a hidden pocket. Oh. Kilroy pulls a small soft cover out of some other pocket, flipping through the pages. 11 November 1912, Frulian Felice. Son, you need to answer some questions. Kilroy turns away as Mick stands. A favor which sounds quite crazy. Mick paces. Huh? You want to... What kind of favor? Shh. Kilroy looks up. The very greatest test that even the kindest person... Artificial intelligence. Why was I born with this ugly skin and this ugly massive dong? I should have been suntanned, clitoris cut off in a tropic location. Exterior, the psychic shop, redacted, the witching redacted. hour. bums miller around across the street from an Aikido dojo, ballet school, and Tyler the Baker's with a sign reading, Fat kid love cake, 50 cent. Have your cake and eat it too. Marry the baker. Interior spacecraft, space time, fade to white static. Michael, fuck oh. Fucko. Libby? Fade to purple. Crime. Marie? Guys. Black and white, interior of a spacecraft. Licorice shifts on the floor. Kilroy sits in a nondescript chair form. Mick reclines in his concave area. No windows or determinable objects in the space, save whatever Kilroy and the gang may have carried on. 
Mick, in his new suit, reaches into a pocket. He pulls out a finger gun. The hell is this? Mick tucks the finger gun back in the suit pocket. Huh? Save that for later. Kilroy tags kill on the wall of the spacecraft, then adds means. You like to read, huh? Kilroy turns away, rifling through his pockets, mixed glances at licorice. Thanks for the gum. How about this? What did you find at Nancy's? At the condo? I sent you into... Ah. Fucking boss, eh? <laughs> Kilroy stands removing his knife from a pocket and waving it around. You know my dad now, maybe? Mick shifts position. Kilroy waves the knife wildly, stepping closer. I'm just fucking kidding, man. Don't be so uptight, man. Kilroy steps back to the side, then forward again. The chainsaw scene in Scarface. Mick, Mick stands, edging away. My fucking shit, man. Mick leans against the wall of the craft. I want you to put that down. Steam emerges from vents in the low ceiling around Kilroy, who coughs, dropping his knife to the floor with a metallic clang. Fucking eyes, shit. Mick removes his coat, placing it over his head and crouching to lift Kilroy's knife from its spot on the craft's floor and secret the weapon away. Mick coughs, removing the suit coat and placing it on an indentation in the wall. Tried to fucking kill me, man. Where's my wife? Knife! <laughs> Answer some questions and I'll give it back. Eventually. Mick puts the coat back on. He pulls out a cigarette case with an old-fashioned butane lighter. Both spit shine silver and smokes. No. Kilroy stares defiantly, then drops to the floor in a sullen heap. Where do you get that camera? Kilroy rummages through his pockets. What do you know about Vince Rockham? Oh, I need a drink. I can't fucking... What happened to Valentine's Day? Mick lights another cigarette. Kil Kilroy pulls out another book. What happened? Yesterday, where were you? What did you see? What did you hear, kid? Mick laughs, which turns into a coughing fit. <coughs> Shit. Fuck it, I'll pay you. Mick pats his pockets. Kilroy sits up putting the book away, then shuffles toward a standing position. I got here... 800. E 800. Mick flips through a wallet. This isn't my wallet. Mick pats his pockets. $800. Kilroy rummages through his pockets. Need another outfit. I need... Kilroy stands and stamps his feet, flailing. Just answer a few... Another! Kilroy launches himself <laughs> at a wall, bouncing off and falling to the floor. Jesus, kid. Outfit? Steam emerges from the vents in the floor around Kilroy. Fog obscures the scene. Exterior, the psychic shop, redacted, 2015. Crystals, crystal mill around. Hooker, man! It's happening. Like a ghost, it was the... Vinyl slaps someone, laughing, and turns away. 
clutching the crystal ball. Kansas City taps Cincinnati on the shoulders. Crystal got any meth yet? Never get my fucking free sandos, man. Wanted a flame broiled <sighs> district number three barbecue pork. French toast wanders away. All them aliens. Find what happened to Kilroy. Isn't aliens. It's the AI, man. I should get to the, to the station? Interior, unidentified spacecraft, space time. Fog fills the craft. Everyone coughs. The fog slowly clears. Licorice moans, writhing lithely from her spot on the floor. The scene flickers to static and into HD color in the evaporating mist. Kilroy stands wearing a scaly, glowing jumpsuit, which emits an intermittent hum. My shit, man. Fear me. Mick checks his pockets, pulling out a small notepad. He coughs, stubbing out a cigarette while lighting another. So you live on the roof. Kilroy checks an unseen pocket, pulls out a series of items that seem seems fine familiar. Books, the camcorder, and various inexplicable treasures. My knife. I wish I had my knife. Kilroy spins, shouting. <gasps> I wish I had my knife! Kilroy jumps up and down. My knife! My the skinny teen slumps into a spot on the floor near Licorice. Licorice spits up, drooling on herself, and the floor of the craft. Kilroy scoots away. Mick sighs with a disappointed laugh. Yeah, I'm losing my mind. The scene flickers. Mick's office. Mick in his chair. Licorice swings in a hammock, snoring, and Kilroy hugs his knees, sitting on Mick's desk. The scene fades to purple animation, our gang of three in their positions on the spacecraft. like my purple suit. It's cool, right? Mick stands, stumbles, steadying himself on the wall. I need to know what the hell is going on. The scene flickers to static. This is what I'm talking about. Everything is... Everything, everything. is... I'm going to be an MC. The scene returns to black and white, three protagonists on an oblong, unidentified spacecraft. Feeling sick. A panel <laughs> opens, revealing holographic images and we hear a robotic voice. Perhaps this little help. The voice changes. Would you be more comfortable, white boy? Mick throws down his cigarette and he lights another. Damn it. Kilroy jumps, slapping the ceiling. My turn. The room hums, transitioning into psychedelic colors. Are you comfortable now, dick boy? Remember that time? The room shifts to washed-out golden glow. Mick backs away toward a wall, and Kilroy lowers himself to the floor. The voice changes. Maybe it's time for you two to listen. The hum changes pitch. Licorice stirs. I don't want to chip, Ma. Licorice slaps the floor. Vagilani, Lizavangine. Vents open in the floor. Steam climbs to ankle, then knee height. X, X, Executioner, Bando Vag. Licorice coughs. Kilroy and Mick edge away from the thick smoke. Mama. Mist rolls away, and Licorice's new suit blends, chameleon-like, with the spacecraft's silver sheen. The robotic voice returns. U.S. military aircraft, Delta Niner, US Sigma Oak, Omega. Delta Niner. Symbols appear on the exposed holographic panel. Delta Niner, Sigma Omega. Exterior, Mid-City Chronicle offices, redacted 2015. 
Paperboy unlocks a blue bicycle, rides off, ringing the bell. Extra, extra. Libby, go down to the TV station. We got a tip. We hear a bicycle bell. Uncredited extra. Follow up at headquarters downtown. Mission operative coordinates. Exterior MBC Studios. Redacted 2015. Slinky shivers in a bush. Find out what the hell happened on Wednesday. Sir, my daughter has been missing for days. Four days? Last time I saw her was her birthday. Shooting on interrogation room and Psy Task Force 7. Interior. U.S. military craft Delta Niner Sigma Omega, Omega Space Time. Licorice rolls over, barely visible in her chameleon suit. Kilroy touches his chest and leaps, sticking to the ceiling of the spacecraft. Mick snaps shut his silver cigarette case, lighting a long brown cigarette with his old-fashioned metallic butane lighter. The room has a washed-out golden glow, Mick spits on the floor. What? No zero G? Freaking jip. Kilroy slaps the ceiling. That's racist, dog. Zero G! We hear the whir and hum. The scene flickers to black and white. Licorice begins to levitate, still in repose, her suit blending with the air. Mick tries to find purchase against the slick metallic surface of the craft as he begins to float toward the center of the increasingly claustrophobic space. Mick slaps the wall. I'm fine. Gravity returns. Licorice drops to the floor with a thud, blending once again. Mick drops his lighter, catching a cigarette that floated away from his mouth. Kilroy remains on the ceiling, jumpsuit glowing dimly. Mama Marie? Chick is losing it. Kilroy hangs upside down from the ceiling. Don't talk about my wife. Where is my knife? Licorice slaps the floor. Help. Lost. In time. Get there. The scene flickers to blinding white, then fades to static and snow. We hear a whir and a hum. The scene flickers, blue light over small park. Mick leans against a basketball hoop. Kilroy hangs from a jungle gym. Licorice lays out on a bench. Say, man, where's my fucking $800 anyway? The scene flickers. Mick checks his pockets. Are you going to answer some questions? The scene cuts to static, then to the dressing room of the Pretty Lady Strip Club. Licorice lounges on a countertop. Mick leans against a dingy mirror, and Kilroy dangles from the light fixture. Don't ask stupid questions. Licorice stirs and sits up. The scene flickers to an overexposed shot of our three protagonists on a grand hotel roof. Then flickers back to the spacecraft interior <clears throat> in black and white. Licorice yawns. From a sitting position, her suit blends half with the metallic floor, half invisible in the air. Roy? And you're that detective. Mick relights his cigarette. Mike? Licorice wipes drool from her mouth. Mick <laughs> offers her a cigarette. She stands, seizing the cig from his lips. You don't mind. Licorice is barely visible, obscured by the shifting texture of her chameleon suit. Are y'all ready to have a conversation? Because... Kilroy executes a contained backflip. Licorice <laughs> shakes her head. Eight 
hundred dollars? Nick looks at Kilroy. Licorice laughs. Eight questions. Deal. Mick considers pulling out a Franklin bill. Where am I? Why did you abduct me? Mick flinches, pocketing the hundo. Fuck. Whoa. Whoa, lady. How about... No... No indictable phrases, please. Mick lights a cigarette. Fucking with my money now? You went comatose at the center of the dark heart of Mid-City. If we ever end up back there, assuming we ever left, it's it's a decent bet. Mick coughs, then recovers. Kilroy cackles. Faggot ass cancer. Mick scowls. Some bad folks are waiting. Kilroy bangs on the wall. Windows? Windows. No. Windows? Panels shift, hiding the holography and revealing a slim band of translucence through which stars glitter against a pitch black. A satellite hurtles into view, perhaps on a collision course, then flies out of sight. The space shift shudders as its translucent panel transitions to opaque. Where are you taking me? Mick smokes thoughtfully. What's your name? Your real name? Let me out of here. Licorice stands slowly. I don't want to fight you. Hey, if you want to figure how to go hurtling out of space, go right ahead, Missy. Licorice assumes a fighting stance. Tell me what's going on. We were hoping you could help us with that. Licorice turns to look at Kilroy, who shrugs. She steps back into a less aggressive stance. Money and my knife. Nine questions. Super fair. Mick crosses the craft, fishing out the hundred, and handing it to Kilroy with a cold stare. Where's the evidence you found in Nancy's condo? Kilroy snatches the hundo with a wild-eyed grin. (laughs) I smashed it. Next question. Mick sighs, turns to licorice. Still want to fight? Why are you guys yaying? We're in a spaceship and we don't know where we're going. We don't know how we got here. You guys are excited about it. Get here. Why does any of this make sense? Exterior. Dead end alley. Evening. Evening. March 19, 2015. Cincy takes Polaroid photographs of Taka's corpse with the radio hooked onto a golf loop. Troops loyal to Yemen's president, Hadi, and those allied with the Chaldees and former President Salah, Hadi's rival, battle control of this international airport in the southern port of the city of Addis. Cincy meanders out of the alley. Okay, shepherd. Cincy wanders down a side street. Exterior. Exterior. Side street. Evening, March 19, 2015. Cincy fiddles with the radio. After pitched battles, Hadid's forces retake the airport and seize a special security force. Cincy jaywalks. She's controlled by Saleh. Hadid's presidential compound is hit by warplanes believed to be under the command of either Salah or the Healthies. Exterior, downtown River Bridge. Evening, March 19, 2015. 
Sissy throws the radio off the bridge. Happy's retreat and call for talks and an end to the... Exterior, Floppy Joe's. Evening, March 19, 2015. Young Mark <laughs> rages by, driving a Porsche. Cynthia wanders into the bad sandwich shop. A fascist stands, fascist stands behind the counter wearing black jeans and a black t-shirt covered in flour. Homebums chat on the corner. Stop fucking with me, French. They took her, dude. Camo. We were headed to a rainbow. Interior. Interior. An elegant sedan. Evening, March 19, 2015. A large smiling man drives, covered in blood, with Camus, a handsome stranger. In the passenger seat, the radio plays. The body of a General Pando, burgeoning local filmmaker and documentarian found on the street by City Hall. Interior, Mid-City Main Public Library. Evening, March 19, 2015. Kilroy pulls a video camera from some secret pocket and flicks it on. Our city wears a tongue of flame like one of the Christ's disciples. I am the Messiah of Murder City. Exterior. Exterior. City handsome cabs. Evening, March 19, 2015. The handsome cabbie pulls up in his jitney car. Mick exits slipping the cabbie a few bills. It was... Uh... <laughs> really a pleasure meeting you. Mick has a few smudges of red and blue paint on his neck and collar. A long-haired, disheveled man walks by, carrying a sign that reads, Death, Death is here! here. COVID-15! Exterior, Governor's Mansion. Evening, March 19, 2015. A Rolls Royce speeds away from the Governor's Mansion. I've seen some things you wouldn't believe. Exterior, Grand Hotel, evening, March 19, 2015. Preppy 2 pulls up the driveway in a tinted Cadillac. I saw what happens June 18th, 2016. I used to be a doctor. Preppy 2 emerges from the driver's seat, walks around the cab, and begins to open a rear door. Exterior, the foot of the mountain. Evening, March 19, 2015. An elegant sedan pulls slowly up to a cavern bunker at the base of the enormous hill and a small mountain. Could be both as, of these two. As, Hir as Hiroshima seemed more and more inevitably a target, he began turning patients away on the ground that in case of fire raid would not be able to evacuate them. Exterior. Mordecai's table, evening, March 19, 2015. Rats gnaw on the corpse of Taka, the homebound, still lying in an alley besides Mordecai. The card reads, 14 has toppled over. At a high moment in history, the war to which we have devoted all the resources and all the energy of our country for more than three and a half years has now produced Total victory over all our enemies. This is a time for great rejoicing. Interior. Mordecai's Table Kitchen. Evening, March 19, 2015. Chekhov sits by Connie's corpse. Abe stands. The light is harsh. <laughs> this night of total victory, we, mm. salute, we salute you of the armed forces 
of the United States, wherever you may be. What a job you have done. We are all waiting for the day. Abe slaps Chekhov. Pick up. Abe slaps Chekhov again. Lucy. Abe slaps Chekhov harder. Stop hitting me. You got some explaining to do. Good rights, man. You have the right to shut the fuck up. Tell me exactly how this went down. I don't know, dude. I wasn't here. He sent me home. Abe starts to hit Chekhov, then stops. He. Exterior. The foot of the mountain. Evening, March 19, 2015. Bears wander by the shaded mouth of a cavern at the base of a small mountain. The things they carry. Oh, hey, O'Brien. You think Eloise needs a dick pic? Exterior. Winter's mom's house. Evening, March 19, 2015. It is raining. Frank throws pebbles at Winter's childhood bedroom window. Winter! A stone breaks the window. Fuck. I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. The window opens. More glass breaks. Interior. Chekhov's dad's basement. Evening, March 19, 2015. A gun sits on a lazy boy. We hear glass breaking. Fuck! Ow! I'll pay for it, I'll buy it. Interior. Mordecai's table. Evening, March 19, 2015. Rats gnaw on Taka's corpse, stealing chunks and running into little nooks of a shadow. A small mouse lifts the little card that reads 14. The rodent runs into a tiny hole, dropping the little card. Can answer my questions, boy, or I'm gonna fuck your mouth and your mama. We hear a muffled scream and a slap. Time travelers Wi-Fi. Interior. Nancy Wilson's condo. Evening. March 19, 2015. Nancy frosts bloody vomit on the carpet. Which is exterior. Crystals, Crystals Emporium. <laughs> Afternoon, March 13, 2015. Lenora Libby, age 13, traverses the sidewalk, entering through a gate to progress up the walk and knock on the front door of a small psychic shop. A toddler wanders the block alone, blowing a rape whistle. Lenora pulls up her phone to make a call. Interior. Mid-City Chronicles. Afternoon, March 13, 2015. Gwen Libby finishes typing an article and scrolls to the top of the page. The top line reads, Officer Wilson goes missing. Gwen's Next stop, Edna. Gwen answers her phone. Honey, did you uh, leave the cabin yet? Okay, honey, have fun. Gwen hesitates. Be safe, babe. You know what? What happened? Never mind. Just be safe. Interior. Interior. Crystal's Crystal Emporium. Afternoon, March 13, 2015. Lenora sits with the medium. A crystal ball glows on the table. 
Would you like to tell me why you're here? Or should I guess? Exterior. Exterior. Mordecai's table. Evening, March 19, 2015. Andre and Carl leave flowers, light candles, and pour out liquor in the alley by Taka's decomposing corpse. Carl us. says a prayer. Oh, Lord, and these our own gifts, which we are about to receive. That's Grace. Chekhov bursts through a side door and stumbles up the block, muttering to himself. Interior. Interior. Christelle's crystal emporium. Afternoon, March, March 13, 2015. head psychic listens. Lenora touches the crystal ball. My sister. Interior. Nancy Wilson's condo. Evening, March 19, 2015. Officer Wilson moans in a puddle of frothing blood. Oh, a phone oh. rings. Bling, bling. Interior. Exterior. The practice field. Evening, March 19, 2015. An eager cop's oh, bandage moves safely across a playing field, blowing a whistle. Adolescent soccer players run. Time out! Hey, no timeouts in life, son. Exterior. Exterior. Mordecai's table. Night. March 19, 2015. Home bums hold a vision in the alley. Hot sauce sings. Yesterday, we used to rock the show. So far from hanging on the black Bordeaux. Notorious, victorious, they get to know. Exterior. City handsome cabs. Night, March 19, 2015. Cabs come and go. French toast shoots up on the curb. I took her hand. Yeah, thank you so much. These images are so much clearer than security at the apartment. How, uh,. How long does footage stay in the system? No, thanks. I don't need to see all of that. That's really upsetting. Exterior, freeway entrance, night, March 19, 2015. The Rolls Royce enters a freeway ramp by Ryan Gold Memorial Garden. The swearing in of Mayor Clooney, who will reportedly be replaced by Detective Abraham Washington, head of the Crosstown Task Force. Interior, Base Mountain Bunker, night, March 19, 2015. Carlos, the driver, stands. Smoking a cigar, pontificating to the handsome stranger Camus and large Charlie, the smiling man. Tannen plays with a knife in one corner of the bunker. Loyalty and a funeral. That's all it's about. Interior, Crystal's Crystal Emporium. Afternoon, March 13, 2015. The psychic starts to interrupt, then hesitates. Lenora continues. Two, two years ago, and it's my birthday, and I, I, I just, it's not fair, it's not fair, and I... Lenora touches the crystal ball and vanishes. Crystal sighs, lighting a cigarette. The psychic stands, closing the curtains and turning off lights, then switching a sign from open to close and locking the front door. 
Ay, 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 this is getting to be a problem. Exterior. Exterior. Freeway bridge by the river. Night, March 19, 2015. The Rolls Royce moves through the night, hits a raccoon, and continues without pause. Vigil tonight in the alley by Mordecai's table. Exterior. Nancy Wilson's condo. Night, March 19, 2015. Nick saunters up to the front, pressing a button on the buzzer. Nancy. 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 <coughs> Exterior. Mordecai's table. Night, March 19, 2015. White-clad officials remove Taka's body from the alley, finally loading it into a hearse. Make sure to maintain climate control in the restaurant. We don't need any more evidence contaminated like this. They're going to have trouble opening. Exterior. Nancy Wilson's condo, night, March 19, 2015. Someone exits the building. Nick shoves past them through the door. Jesus, man. Exterior, side street, night, March 19, 2015. Chekhov, the drummer, pulls a baggie and rolling papers from his pocket, fumbling the roll to roll a joint. The drummer's hands shake, and some pot blows away in the wind. I'm gonna have to tell you this. I, I, I could, I could fucking sue. This is that bitch, Candy's fault. I'm getting my gun, that gun. Exterior, Center Park by the river. Night, March 19, 2015. Professor Gatwood reads from a tablet, glowing slightly in the lamplit dark. A scowling detective shambles along. Yeah, well, Trooper McGregor, I got a date. Make it quick. Pussy date, not that you know the difference, Mariko. Interior, Licorice's hotel room. Night, March 19, 2015. Licorice performs her ham show, stopping. As she grows faint, she almost seems to flicker and fade out. Later, guys. I think I need a little calm. Exterior. The foot of the mountain. Evening, March 19, 2015. The Rolls Royce pulls slowly up to a cavern bunker at the base of an enormous hill, or small mountain. Birds chirp and bears scatter. Black smoke puffs out from the exhaust pipe of the Rolls. Inquiry into a hidden run outside of City Hall last night and an APB outfit. Exterior. Center Park by the River. Night, March 19, 2015. Professor Gratwood stands, tucking the tablet beneath an arm. A scowling detective adjusts his crotch. Your charming vulgarities aside. Interior, Base Mountain Bunker. Night, March 19, 2015. Carlos, the driver, stands, smoking a cigar and gesticulating. Shannon throws a knife. Onto the side of a bookshelf. A knock on the door. Charlie stands. I'll get it. Love to be helpful. Charlie goes to the bunker's entrance. Shannon retrieves her knife from the bookshelf. Charlie struggles with the heavy lift locked door. Is it the uh? Uh, I think I. Yeah, I got it. 
Shannon walks to the bunker's entrance, shoving Charlie out of the way. The door opens. We see Elizabeth Esquire wringing her hands with the Yeah, I think we should kill him. Esquire drops her handkerchief on the bunker's floor, stepping over a threshold into the dimly lit bunker. Shannon stares coldly at Charlie. I believe we've met, Elizabeth. Miss Esquire. Mr. Charlie is a proposition. Hamish, the handsome stranger, coughs and sneezes. Hamish, my darling, that trip was a bear. I simply do not enjoy driving. Never leave me again. Hamish crosses the bunker, handing Esquire an envelope. Shannon throws the knife again, and it sticks in a thick novel on the bookshelf. Can't be trusted. He should die. Charlie adjusts his blood-stained clothing. Now, as I see it... Famous trips large Charlie, knocking him to the bunker's floor. Shannon retrieves her knife, putting it away, and unholstering a semi-automatic handgun. She pulls a silencer from some pocket and begins to attach it to the large pistol. Should I kill him? Sorry. Shannon takes the safety off, hammering around. Three count. Esquire touches Shannon's hand, gun hand. Let's hear the man's plea. We still live in a democracy, technically. Shannon spits at large Charlie, unchambering the round and reapplying its safety. Democratic Republic. <laughs> Shannon steps on Charlie's chest and stomach, crossing the bunker to sit in a worn love seat. You know how in the Third Reich... Charlie stands, brushing himself off and removing a blood-stained coat. There were some good people who, who stood by and did nothing. Large Charlie tosses his blood-stained coat over the back of an easy chair. Well, you would have been a full-on fucking Nazi officer. Oh, my uncle fought in the war. For both sides. Shannon fingers her knife. Charlie <laughs> shifts uncomfortably. She pretends to throw the knife at him, and Charlie throws himself <laughs> I can get you into the safe. Carlos clears his throat. <clears> throat> the, the detective... Mick! I can get you Mick! I think it's not hypercritical to make a mistake. And I have lots of loyalty. I'll give you all the mayor's secrets. Carlos whispers to Esquire. Did you find the notebook? His answering machine. In the car. Shannon throws the knife, which sticks in a heavy bag in one corner. Exterior. The practice field. Evening, March 19, 2015. An eager cop blows his whistle. Oh, that's practice, guys. Darla picks dandelions and tastes honeysuckles by the head behind the soccer goal. 
Morton removes his mesh penny jersey. Darla, where's my five? Darla! Gwen Libby slows, slowly crosses the practice field. Exterior. Center Park by the river. Night, March 19, 2015. The scowling detective adjusts his crotch. We hear the voice of an adolescent in the distance. The scowling detective walks off. Exterior, the practice field, evening, March 19, 2015. When Libby embraces Morton, Darla digs through a hedge, pulling out two backpacks, one black and the other pink. Darla carries the pink bag easily, although the black backpack seems to give her some trouble. This is heavy. School is weird. Hi, where's mom? I'm all sweaty. Oh, honey. Then Libby bursts into tears. Is Lanny still gone? Jen and Barry weren't at practice. I guess they're still at their cab and didn't invite me. When Libby cries harder, Darla approaches. Can we go to McMurder? <laughs> Kids, I have something to tell you. You like hanging out with, with Aunt Libby, right? Your mom took a trip. Exterior. Winner's mom's house. Evening, March 19, 2015. Chekhov approaches from a distance. Winner talks to Frank in a small yard by charge of shattered glass. Just don't know if this is a good idea. I can explain, Winner. Chekhov waves. What the hell happened here? What the hell happened to you? I just really... Chekhov <sighs> passes Winter and Frank. I'll go back to school. Fuck you, retard. Chekhov walks to a basement door on the side of the house. Exterior. Mid-City's best damn Sammy's. Night, March 19, 2015. Bud scruffly locks the Sando shop. French Toast and Cincy play cards on, on the stoop. Now I see you guys got a couple extra sandals. What are your names, anyway? French Toast struggles to stand. He took him, man. Hi, I'm an asshole. Bud scruffly tries to hand French Toast a sandwich wrapped in white paper. Yeah. Yeah. I'm nigger. French Toast stifles a laugh. Uh... Hi, asshole. Cynthia sets the cards down. Hi. Cynthia stands. Uh, have you met my friend? Uh, right. Hey, do you have another name? Cynthia cocks his head to the side. Call me Nick. French Toast sits down and picks up some cards. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Oh. Okay. Okay. N nigger. French toast throws <laughs> the cards down and laughs, clapping his hands. You hear the sound of a phone ringing. Captain, A one. Who am I speaking? Bud hands Cynthia and French Toast Sandos, wrapped in white paper. 
make open exterior. Nancy Wilson's condo, night, March 19, 2015. Make opens one of the main entrance doors, leaning out of the way as paramedics carry Nancy out on a gurney, down the steps and into a waiting ambulance. Mick shakes his head and lights a cigarette. He smokes for a long while in silence. We hear sirens in the distance. Exit, Oppenheimer's Lounge, night. March 19, 2015. Pedro Gomez unlocks the bar and enters. The door shuts heavily behind him. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, Mayor Clooney. Yeah. I'll meet you. Uh, a hit and run. Exterior, Chuckle Shop. Night, March 19, 2015. Roach stands under the club's Awning, smoking a pre-rolled cigarette. I need a host. Or am I the host? God, this club is awesome. Exterior, Minotaur Club, night, March 19, 2015. A sign reads, World Memorial Special, Special Release Party, party with music by TJ LOS. Candy pulls up in a limo, followed by an entourage of party leaders. La chica caliente, lady. Wait till you see the basement. Welcome to Bitch Fest. Bouncers and armed security make way for the ladies. A line forms by the side of the club. Maggie Nelson, this book is gay. 134, it calms me to think of blue as the color of death. We hear a pop and see a flash. Vinyl turns a corner and surveys the scene with a glowing crystal ball tucked under one arm. Vinyl claps his hands together, grinning maliciously. A tag on the wall reads, kill. Interior. Interior. Chekhov's dad's basement. Night, March 19, 2015. Chekhov flips on the radio, dusting off a bookshelf, teasing and flipping through one of the paperbacks. Come join Candy and her stripper friends at the Minotaur Club for one night only. Bitch Fest is in session, fellas. Chekhov sets the book down in a cloud of dust. Exterior. Exterior, the Shady Motel. Night, March 19, 2015. An overweight security guard patrols the premises with a walkie-talkie, flashlight, and utility belt full of tools. The walkie-talkie squawks. Nepal What was that? A blonde ski masked figure dressed in all black appears behind the guard. A knife slits the security guard's throat and the masked figure vanishes into the shadow. The guard falls, clutching his neck, bleeding from the throat. Exterior. Minotaur Club, night March 19, 2015. Kilroy ambles up the block. Stuffing a thin paperback into some pocket, we hear a pop and see a flash. Kanye is the oracle of pop. Big titty older woman. Marjoram Believe clutches her clipboard, exiting a handsome club. All police bulletin for Paul Robeson. 
reportedly last seen leaving Mid-City in a red sports convertible. Interior. Interior. Mayor Clooney's old office, night, March 19, 2015. Abe sits behind the desk of his new office. Mayor Clooney knocks on the open door. The two men regard one another warily. Clooney closes the door, still in his formal police attire, removing his cap. The commissioner spoke highly of you. Is that so? No. I know about your hit and run. And I pulled the footage. It's safer than an ugly girl's virginity. I need your help. <laughs> Abe shifts uncomfortably. I'm uncomfortable. Chief Houston? Exterior. Minotaur Club. Night. March 19, 2015. Oh, Acting Chief Houston. Professor Gatwood parks a vintage Mini Cooper. He masked man in gloves, dressed entirely in black, appears behind the professor. New information regarding the whereabouts of one Paul Robeson, uh, former Metro D and interim manager of... Thanks, this could be... Gatwood removes an aerosol breath spray from his coat pocket and opens his mouth. Spraying the aerosol over one shoulder, a gloved ski mask man collapses <laughs> to concrete. The professor removes the gloved man's ski mask, revealing the lab tech, then <laughs> drops the mask on top of the lab tech's face. Gatwood chuckles and farts and locks the mini Mordecai's table now considered missing and a person of interest in the ongoing investigation. Chekhov gets off a city bus, cocking his father's gun and whistling. He begins to sing softly. It's my party. I'll cry if I want to. Chekhov passes the fallen lab tech, briefly pausing to examine his collapsed form. The lab tech flails suddenly, smashing at Chekhov with a knife. Chekhov aims the gun wildly and falls, firing off a shot randomly. Abtech cries out. Professor Gatwood, in the distance, enters the rapidly filling club while other patrons scatter in response the seven gunshots. Night, March 19, 2015. Mint City's famous fast food. Gwen Libby sits with Morton and Darla. I want to tell stories for a living. And you already know the sad tale of my daughter, Maria. Would you like to hear one about your mother? Always the smart one. And the pretty one. Should have seen her at Mercy State. So, get this. He's like, get this. He's like a superhero, but he gets all his power from uh, Blowjob. Eloise anywhere? You know the violin chick works at the pretty lady? Her she might I'm gonna get her pregnant. I saw her. Then they They took her, man.
My Eloise? No picnic. French! Hey! Toast! Hey, what happened to- What? I'm studying! What happened to my Eloise? Huh? French toast begins to snore from off-screen. No, Daisy. The, the dinner slut! Hey man, I was reading X. Exterior. Dumpster, Dumpster behind, behind a comic shop. March 19, 2015. We hear a pop and see pop. a flash inside the dumpster. You're freaking Rika. We hear a pop and see a flash as Avangine lands on the roof of a car, disappearing up into the trees. Exterior. Exterior. Shady Motel, night, March 19, 2015. The unusually, the usually secure front gate swings open in the wind. Blood rolls down the driveway. Children of all kinds, young women and various haggard survivors make their way down the drive and out onto the Weeping Willow Lane. We have a disturbance along Shady Willow Lane. Exterior. Mordecai's Table, night, March 19, 2015. Quentin, the... The heavyset patrolman sits in his patrol car, reading a pulp novel. Lizavangine lands on the hood of his car, takes <laughs> off and disappears. Quentin glances up and then turns the page. Ah, I should get up Chekhov and Eloise for a jam. Interior, Oppenheimer's Lounge, night, March 19, 2015. Pedro Gomez shuffles around, tidying up. He pulls out a phone and dials. Boop, 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 boop. Hey, Eloise. What are you up to? Senorita B. Hey, holler at Chekhov too, maybe? Yeah, he, he never responds to my... Exterior. Oppenheimer's Lounge, night, March 19, 2015. A civilian walks by Quentin's patrol car. Slinky emerges from shadow holding a large knife. Quentin turns a pit the civilian, hands over his phone and wallet. Slinky laughs, spitting, takes the loot, and runs off. Quentin turns back to the previous page. Now, wait a minute. Voicemail. After. Oh, hell no. Exterior. Minotaur Club. Night. March 19, 2015. Eloise. Stands outside on the phone in a sheer party dress. As if I didn't give you the best head of your lazy slack of life. Exterior. Exterior. Parkside Ravine. Night, March 19, 2015. Nick mucks about by the driver. By the river. Exterior, you goddamn better be working. Exterior. Oppenheimer's Lounge, night, March 19, 2015. A huge crowd of hipsters, motel survivors, motel musicians, and college students mill around as old school rhythm and soul punk vibrate skyward. Pedro Gomez steps outside, surveying the stars. Uh, it's so bad tonight. We hear a pop and a flash. Interior, Chuckle Shop, night, March 19, 2015. Hot sauce rocks the stage while Cynthia applauds in the distance in the audience. That was before. 
Gwen, Libby, Morton, and Darla enter the club through a rear entrance. Actually, you know what? Since he get up here. Cynthia sighs, stands, and approaches the stage. Caloose works the sound booth. Roach cheers Cynthia on. Flood the fundraiser! Uh, we're raising money for... Uh, I'm not even supposed to be here. Cincy, get the fuck. cigarette. An older woman approaches with a clipboard. Roach pours herself a drink. Cincy steps on stage. Ah. Uh, An older woman whispers in Roach's ear. Cincy takes the mic. What do you do, uh, when you're favorite comedian is the worst bookie in town. Oh, no. I couldn't. The cops don't book her. Who really uh, wears the pants in town? I mean, some comics kill in the club. Others, I don't know, murder everybody in a restaurant. You know what? Fuck, this is for Warhol. It's weird! <coughs> Black in America, we don't get invited. We don't get invited to auctions anymore. Cincy tosses the mic at Hot Shot. Roach takes the stage, pointing at a sign, stage side that reads, Please, Please donate, donate to, fecal, to ghosts. fecal Ghosts. An older woman takes a few cell phone photographs, gathers her clipboard, and hovers in the threshold of an office in the rear, taking notes. We all have friends who were injured at City Hall, the Bell Tower, uh, Mid-City Public. Gwen Libby gathers up Morton and Darla, leading them out the front door. Exterior, Grand Hotel, night, March 19, 2015. We hear a pop and a flash. Kilroy and Vinyl wander out from behind a parked car. Yeah, yeah thanks for getting me in. I'm your favorites, my man. Too bad he's dead. I, like, I wonder what he would have, you know. Exterior. Big City's best damn Sammy. <laughs> Night, March 19, 2015. Kansas City kicks rocks. The Sando shop is closed. Man, free sandals. Exterior. Exterior. Downtown headquarters cop shop. Night. March 19, 2015. Gwen Libby parks her green Civic. Okay, kids, sit tight. You know, Darla, you, you remind me of... I have to go inside. Interior, green Civic, night. March 19, 2015. Morton plays a game on his phone. From the passenger seat, Darla squirms in the back. My daughter Marie, you... Remember her? You were only... Well, she left a couple of years ago. Exterior. Freeway entrance downtown. Night, March 19, 2015. <laughs> we hear a pop and a flash. Vinyl and Kilroy wander out from behind a column. Vinyl holds a boombox. Kilroy carries a CD. So, so maybe if I, if I need so, something, you know? Interior. Interior. Corridor outside Abe's new office. Night, March 19, 2015. When Libby listens outside the door. Esquire? 
irresponsible. Genuine bloody cunt of a bloodbath. Clean up after. No. Listen. Sarge. Your Excellency. Have to clean up the city. When Libby burst through the door to Clooney's former office. Help. Interior, Inter Grand Hotel Suite, night, March. Prep 2 slowly closes the door to a suite. Night, Counselor. Exterior, freeway by the river, night, March 19, 2017. Rolls Royce rockets down the freeway. Officer Nancy Wilson, my friend Connie, citizens of Mid-City deserve answers. Interior. Here. Golden Dragon Casino, Casino, night, March 19, 2015. We hear a, a flash. Kilroy emerges from behind the sculpture of a large golden dragon. Golden elevators blows lightly in the darkened casino. We're not bad guys, right? We can't allow our town to burn. Kilroy saunters over to slot machines, plugging one in. Elizabeth Esquire emerges from the inner sanctum, eyeing Kilroy with the sly amusement of a fox. Exterior, side street, night, March 19, 2015. Slinky stashes knife rifling through, through the loot. I am the knight, future and heritage. You will fear me. Slinky drops the phone and wallet, fumbling the knife and cutting herself. Then dropping the knife and running into a wall. Slinky passes out, bleeding slightly. Jesus, Slinky. A car rumbles down the street. Les Jean leaps slightly onto <gasps> its roof, hitching a ride. Who the fuck are you staring at me like that? Les Jean leaps from the moving vehicle on top of a passing semi truck, flips up to the nearby telephone wires, catapulting to a fire escape and vanishing on the rooftop. Whoa, whoa. Clooney. Easy there. Don't. Interior Mayor Clooney's old office. Night, March 19, 2015. Clooney aims his service revolver in Winledby's direction. Clooney. Sarge, you're. Your, well, your, your highness. Exterior, backyard, night, March 19, 2015. The lab tech limps up to a low fence, climbing and falling, leaving his trail of blood, wearing nondescript black gloves and a ski mask. Now listen, bitch. I've got plans for this rusty little village, and you ain't stopping any of them. That lawyer cunt will kill us all one day. Well, not me. You think your family's safe with her around? She is surrounded by psycho freaks. Come see, come and see the blood in the streets. Interior, Golden Dragon Casino, night, March 19, 2015. Esquire slowly approaches Kilroy. Kilroy glances at his phone, pulls a lever on the slot machine, and pour out all over the floor. Come and see the blood in the streets. Elizabeth Esquire gently unzips her dress, 
Which falls to the floor. Exterior. Exterior. Side street. Night. March 19, 2015. Chekhov runs, <laughs> gun in hand. Sweat and drool splash onto his shirt and the asphalt. He Beep. hear a phone beep. What is that? Kill, right? Ew. Exterior. Minotaur Club. Night. March 19, 2015. Eloise climbs solo into the limo, looking at her phone. Mm, this big Sarge, I want you to listen. You should know. Interior. Interior. Mayor Clooney's old office. Night, March 19, 2015. When Libby slowly removes a phone from her purse. I'm live streaming. Clooney shakes his head, lowering the revolver as Abe rapidly upholsters a service weapon, training it on the newly appointed mayor. Sir! Still in his dress blues. Exterior, the Grand Hotel, night, March 19, 2015. Les Avangines climbs the side of the Grand Hotel. Put the weapon down, sir! Let's think this through. Exterior, Oppenheimer's, Oppenheim's Lounge. Night, March 19, 2015. Young Marx exits Julia Rockman's Porsche as a limousine pulls up the block. A sign reads, Roach. Roach. Bombing at Oppenheimer's. Bombing at Oppenheimer's. Washington, don't make me wing you and lose my NAACP award. Interior, In Base Mountain Bunker. Night, March 19, 2015. Famous, the handsome stranger, reads a jackless-less, jackless-less, jackless-less hardcover by Lamp Light. And large Charlie attempts to look away as Shannon and Carlos have emotionless, <laughs> rapid-fire, semi-closed intercourse against almost every surface in the is missing. Friends are dying. Cousins and acquaintances. Don't you want to see something get better? Before the sun explodes. Shannon hits Carlos in the face. He spits in her mouth and they gaze into one another. <laughs> Exterior, Indianapolis Police Headquarters. <laughs> Evening, 2013. Carlos kisses Shannon, pulling down the combination headlamp headset over his face. Mm, they live in Indianapolis. It's a mercy killing. The mercenary and driver approach the, po the police headquarters, disappearing into the shadows. Birds chirp lightly, cars pass, and lovers meander holding hands. An explosion rocks the scene, and everything scatters in chaos. See? They aren't even putting up a fight. It's sad. We hear gunshots, both loud and silent. Sirens, fire, and billowing black smoke obscure the frame. Granite, uh... Grenades explode into flashes of blinding brightness and settle into smoke in the ominous dark. Oh, this is pathetic. Not even fun. Maybe we should let a few live tell the story. Shoppers hover, throwing dreams of light on the smoking blades, raging from police headquarters to the sky surrounding trees. Suppressed automatic rifle fire and beating semi-automatic handgun blast, deafening, al alternate with scream, alternated with screams of the wounded in the morning. Do you want to get some tacos?
Interior, Golden Dragon Casino, Night, March 19, 2015. Elizabeth Esquire lying nude on the main floor of her speakeasy casino points one long finger towards a cavernous shadowed hall at the northeast end of the enormous underground casino. It's for laying in my muddy river. Kilroy disappears into a dark recess of the illicit gambling house. Interior, Mayor Clooney's old office, night, March 19, 2015. Clooney slowly lowers his service revolver. If you fuck me, I'll put that station wagon in the impound for manslaughter. Clooney holsters the revolver. We'll see what happens to you after that. Gwen composes herself. <laughs> the kids are in the car. Take my card. Gwen Libby retrieves, retrieves a card from her purse, placing it on the table, and lurches out, shaking and, and unsteady. Interior. Interior. Corridor outside Abe's new office. Night. March 19, 2015. Gwen Libby closes the door behind her, collapsing against the wall, then gathering herself and heading rapidly down the hall again. Sir. You need to get you some quantity of Jesus. Interior, Base Mountain Bunker, night, March 19, 2015. Large Charlie attempts to read over Camus' handsome shoulder. Carlos whispers into Shannon's ears. Interior. <laughs> the Long Escalator, Midnight, March 20th, 2015. Kilroy stands in a shaft of light, silhouetted against the steep blackness of an enormously long elevator, sunken deep into the cavernous underground, rising toward a near-blinding beam of light. Sorry, I had to get some paperwork. Sorry, kids. Ice cream? Have you seen her? Okay, kids. Your place or mine? No. Interior. Green Civic Midnight. March 20th, 2015. When Libby opens the driver's doors and gets driver's door and gets in her car. Sorry, kids. Work stuff. When Libby starts the car. <laughs> I have ice cream at home. Did you know your mother used to play the cello? My daughter Marie used to have one when she was just just about your age. And Connie, your, your mom would, would go and babysit before she had you, and sometimes she'd bring Morton. I'd go on a date. And she always loved chocolate fudge brownie. She'd say, all those words mean chocolate. We'd drink wine and stay up all night watching movies. Morton presses buttons on his cell phone game from the passenger seat. Can we do that? What? Exterior. Downtown headquarters, cop shop, midnight, March 20th, 2015. A green Civic pulls away. Clooney steps out onto the front stairs, watching Gwyn Libby progress down the road. Clooney lights a cigar, makes finger guns, and shoots himself in the head. Then inhales, letting smoke rise towards the bright moon. Two spaceships pass in front of the moon, flying towards the Grand Hotel. Stay up all night? Have you ever seen Casablanca? Yikes. 
Exterior. Exterior. North Side Bridge Underpass. Midnight, March 20th. 2015. Nick shrieks, falls, and winds up completely covered in thick, dark mud. He appears to be in in black face. Our intrepid detective cries out again. Eureka! Nick lifts a partially unzipped purple floral print suitcase up from the mud and over his head. Nick dials his phone with a muddy hand. Handsome cabbie. A UFO lights up the sky overhead and blazes a shrieking trail towards the Grand Hotel, leaving streaks of light in his wake. Nick, you gotta quit drinking, buddy. He speaks into the phone. East Bank of the North Side Bridge, take me downtown. I'll pay the dry cleaning man. Okay, if you want. May ruin the surprise, but... Nick grabs the suitcase and trudges up... Out of the ravine. I don't want to be scared. A helicopter flies southwest. All right, honey. Exterior, side street, around midnight, March 20th, 2015. The green Civic rattles along the pothole-filled street. Let me see if I remember. So, there's this lady named Elsa, and she's in love. She loves two people. I guess she has a lot of love to go around. Who does she love? That's, that's not important. Back to success! What kind of ice cream? It's a it's a surprise, precious. Okay, so this lady, like in Frozen, is in total love, but it's not important. This is uh, during the 40s and the rise of fascism. The Civic hits a bump and Darla cheers. Interior, Green Civic, round midnight, March 20th, 2015. Darla throws her hands up, smacking the vehicle's ceiling. Yay! Well, the previous rise of fascism. Exterior, Elephant Rally, December 22nd, 2015. Licorice pushes through the crowd, separating protesters from red-hatted white people and cops from bandana-clad Antifa warriors. A baton swings at her face, she ducks, catching the wrists of a riot cop and throwing all of her weight down. The cop tumbles over her, hitting the ground hard. Nick, in the, in the monochromatic wardrobe of, of, of a mime, saves for the coat he always wears, face painted in black and white, aims finger guns at riot police. So Elsa flees France, which she loves to remain free from the repressive regime that she cannot stand. Oh, it's a it's a love story about a casino. Interior. Interior. Shadow Democrats board me. Redacted. Redacted. 2015. Cigar smoke smells the ro- fills the room. Shadowy figures smoke and murmur to one another. We hear the sound of a Epstein. car driving Epstein, along Epstein. some road. Oh, speaking of. Oh. Oh. Oh, we'll get to gerrymandering. <laughs> but, but Edward Buck has simply got to... She knew what she had to do. And she was willing. But sometimes, as a woman... Exterior! East Side Highway around midnight, March 20th, 2015. A handsome cab hurdles for the night. <laughs> Look, uh, I'm sorry about the, the mess. 
has 50. No, 200. Exterior, rooftop of the Grand Hotel. Round midnight, March 20th, 2015. Licorice crouches in the shadow, watching Kilroy place a CD in his new boom box, which comes to life. Kilroy examines the CD. Dead or alive? Yeah. Kilroy leans back, closing his eyes. People said Negroes can't swim, but my great uncle went swimming all the time before he drowned. They could not get him out of the river. Exterior, Open Hires Lounge, round midnight, March 20th, 2015. The pimpanzees wail on makeshift here. <laughs> Set up outside and frustrated. A block party has formed. We see the actors, Tim and Kat, from Tulis's Raoul's uh, night set. The director wanders around, clutching a PDR. Roach and Hot Sauce hold hands. Oh my God, passing Quentin, the heavy set patrolman, leans on a lamppost, flipping the pages of a pulp novel. Slinky cries in the arms of Sinky reads a copy of the Mid City Chronicle, notes taking in a sharpie with in, in, in sharpie on his arm. So she goes to Morocco, and she wants to hear this song. There's only one place she can hear it. Only Exterior. one piano that will play her song. Exterior Elephant Rally, Flash December forward. 22, 2015. Cops on horseback, temple children, trample children, uniformed patrol officers, MCPD suck my dick, hysteriatrics, and riot cops strike people of color with their batons. An adolescent shrieks, struck with rubber bullets as tear gas fills the scene. Skylights up and an explosion throws fire, shrapnel, blood, and appendages in every direction. Will you sing me the song? I don't know if I remember. Maybe when we get home? Where's my mommy? Mommy went on a trip. Exterior, rooftop of the Grand Hotel, which is March 20, 2015. Licorice wraps both arms around himself, watching Kilroy listen to his new CD. Kilroy <laughs> chuckles occasionally, rolling around the roof, carried by laughter. I would kill to be an assassin. I think that's what we need to solve this Trump shit. I think we need to find a time traveling assassin. Like, I feel like we should talk to Rachel McAdams because that shit will not stop fucking time travel. Exterior, the Grand Hotel, witching hour, March 20th, 2015. Nick, dragging the floral purple luggage covered in mud, exits a handsome cab and, and squelches towards the entrance. I'm here to meet with Elizabeth Esquire. Tell her Mick will be on the roof. Exterior, rooftop of the Grand Hotel. Witching hour, March 20th, 2015. Kilroy holds the boombox with both hands, beaming and pressing his face against one speaker. I think it's possible, because do you know someone tried to assassinate Trump? Interior, hotel stairwell, watch witching hour, March 20th, 2015. 
Mick, covered in mud, drags the purple floral print suitcase up an unending set of stairs. Bedelia, what are you getting me into? Exterior, rooftop of the Grand Hotel, witching hour, March 20th, 2015. Kilroy lays on his back, lifting the boombox over his head, grinning like a say anything. Path. Licorice stands slowly, moving out from shadow and approaching a skinny teenager. We hear movement and a voice echoing from the nearby roof access staircase. Someone tried to assassinate Trump before he was president? And this is why I thought about this story a lot. It doesn't make sense. So, this kid, he's autistic. He flies into the country and lands in the United States the day before. Licorice shrieks, stumbles, <gasps> and lunges, then falls. Kilroy drops the boombox, which sparks <laughs> and shuts off. Licorice speaks in tongues, twitching in apparent seizure, then lies still in bed-eye, grinning her jaw. Greenish-blue light fills the frame. A UFO lands slowly on the roof, bathed in aquamarine. The roof access door swings open, and we see a tag on its inward surface. Kill. I pledge allegiance to the stag. Johnny Unitas, Miss America, and the Beer Republic, which gets out of hand. Urination, uncooked scrub, invisible, glibly, a fuck stack for all. A panel opens on the UFO. Fog rolls out of a ramp, of a ramp, lowers, buzzing slightly. A black lit seems to glow from within. Well, I'll be fucked. Nick walks over to Licorice, lifts her, and carries her towards the spaceship. At the bottom of the ramp, he turns. You coming, kid? Kilroy tosses the boombox off the roof's edge and strolls towards the ramp. Exterior, Weeping Willow Lane, redacted. 2013, Licorice Falls. Over barbed wire to the exterior side of the high fence thing that lines the shady lane of willow tree. She is bleeding from a head wound. Exterior, cliffhanger. Coming soon. To be continued. Uh, I appreciate it. I want to hang up to keep this file small. Bye, guys. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, check it. Check it. It's not loud. I'm
and one of my favorite people. Are you ready? That means do this. Yeah! Put it together, keep it together for Warhol Kaufman! Forsaken, wheel of fortune, eyes closed, Jesus take it. Roulette, while well, eyes closed, you need a statement. Bill fold empty and please just save me. When enters Vegas, illegally stays in slavery. Page in the 90s, bathing in dawn's early light, paving paradise. People say Negroes can't swim. But my great uncle went swimming all the time before he drowned. Democrats demoralized. All the, he was always in the river. Actually, Negroes can't swim. It's just the beginning of the sign on the white only pool. It's like, Negroes can't swim in this pool. Get the fuck out of here. If you believe we've been to the moon, then you accept that we only let white men on the moon. So that's on you now. That's your bad now. You guys like Bernie? Yeah, you like Bernie? I love Bernie. I love Bernie. I love Bernie Madoff. I love Bernie Madoff so much. Bernie Madoff stole $65 billion. That's white privilege. I couldn't steal 65 billion dollars if I wanted to, and I do want to. That's what I want. I know if you heard about Kevin Spacey. Somebody dropped a lawsuit against Kevin Spacey. Apparently this kid, this 18-year-old kid was in a bar. They printed his transcripts. He's texting his girlfriend. He's like, I think Kevin Spacey is in this bar. This batshit guano, four horsemen riding Armageddon like a Bronco. Didn't Obama promise he'd close Guantanamo pronto? Where's Habeas Corpus and Quantico? How many lynchings in Corpus Christi and how long ago? I think Kevin Spacey is gay. 15 minutes. Kevin Spacey keeps touching my dick. Kevin Spacey bought me another drink. I'm pretty sure Kevin Spacey is gay. Yeah, boy, that's what I got from the story repeat. Every dollar just another trophy for People be like, Trump is racist. And he's orange. I think it's ironic that Trump's son is barren when we all wish his mother was. Is it, is it unfair? Is it unfair to make fun of Donald Trump considering? 
analysis. Hey boy, bet those cops wanna slaughter all of us. Playing man marching, rose on the bus. One leader goes down and another rose up. Two leader after party solo cup. It's just like you could tell Trump raped somebody, but it's like it doesn't count because he wasn't wearing a sombrero. I used to live in West Oakland. They found a human head in a recycling plant to block some Which is messed up because that's not possible. I spent some time in Portland. That town is too white, it makes my teeth look bad. I like white people because white people know everything except how racist they are. The good thing about white supremacists is at least they're white. Make some noise if you're racist. Make some noise if you got a big vagina. Or does knowing the ending make, make it less fun? Whatever happened to the other two Reichs? I know the third one ended badly, but like, the first one must have been good, right? Like, you don't make a sequel unless. My ex-girlfriend just got the pre-abortion sonogram. But I know killing every conservative politician is murder. But I just found out something so crazy. from a legal standpoint, apparently, if you kill two people, Nancy Pelosi is president. Like, if you murder two people, for ex-president. I thought my girlfriend liked cocaine more than she liked me. And I was right because she didn't dump coke yesterday. Guys, I just want to tell you, if you see a beautiful homeless woman 
She chose that life over you. I went to Costco the other day. The main difference between Costco and a refugee camp is the savings. There's more savings, slightly more savings. I was at the mall. This young white teenager made eye contact with me. And under his breath, he goes, my nigger. Yeah, a Denzel fan. Exactly. I went to Five Guys. Five Guys does not give a fuck about your peanut allergy. Go fuck yourself. But back in the day, the doctor wouldn't sit you down and say, your son has a peanut allergy. I heard that ODB used to take a limo into the hood to pick up his welfare check, and then he would get out and pass out $100 bills to the kids on the sidewalk, which sounds pretty cool, but they're mostly his kids, so it's not that cool. But When I was young, uh, I used to watch Frazier's theme song, and it ends with tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And as a kid, I was always like, I know what a tossed salad is, what the fuck is scrambled eggs? Don't explain the scrambled eggs. I just assumed it was cunnilingus as a child. I'm not gay. The way I know I'm not gay is every time I have sex with men, I don't enjoy it. That's how you know. I was in this bar. But old ladies don't know what bukake is. And I had to interject. I was like, old ladies know what bukake is. They just remember it as Paris. I told that joke at a nursing home. It killed it. It murdered. I'm pretty sure Nickelodeon is responsible for my bukake fetish. You can't do that on television. I saw this, this young girl on the sidewalk. She picked up a clear plastic bottle cap and popped it in her mouth. You went imposter, angel. And then she realized imposter. her mom was this a nigga, watching. a monster. Parmigiano so she out, ran in front of her mom and did it again. And I, I'm pretty sure that girl is going to sleep around a lot when she gets older. Because if you're willing to put street trash in your mouth Boss to get your mom's attention. It's not optional. Problems when paparazzi popping, no. You an imposter. Angel hair, thin pasta. I love your hair, can I touch it? I said, I love your boobs, can I touch them? She was like, okay. 
So I told my I told my wife, and she was very understanding. She was like, oh, of course you had to touch her. Zero, they say he's a villain. Never she left by the laundromat. She stripped off all she had. Should I take off my artist hat? I just realized I should stop calling my brother a motherfucker. My, my people are from the islands, which means he used to get traded for rum. Yeah. I'm the oldest one in my family without kids. And I, I'm proud, you know. I tried really hard. I put in the wrong places and everything. I realized uh, at a certain point that my grandmother was in D.C. for the entire civil rights movement. Name one strange yeah. thing than Drake chasing the 11. So the next time women, I saw her, I had to ask, I was like, Grandma, what was it like? You were there? For the march on Later, guys. Deadly sinning, which of the seven? Not a sermon, them rumors in the news are disturbing, get an intervention. Ha. Stranger thing than Drake chasing 11. Believe women are beneath religion like Kevin Spacey. Deadly sinning. Which of the seven? Not a sermon, but the I don't know if you heard they found the Golden State Killer. 30 years someone was murdering people all over California for 30 years. Who knew it was the police? Who could have predicted? I'm really inspired by the civil rights movement. So much so, I want to make a movie. It's a porno. We open on Rosa Parks going down on Baird Russell, and he's got a black power fist up Malcolm's ass. Coretta Scott writing a speech on her face. All right. I don't know if you've heard, um, there's a lot of young black men getting shot while handcuffed in the back of cop cars, which just makes me wonder, like, do police not watch Tarantino films? It's a lot of cleanup. Honestly, dead nigger storage could be a lucrative business model. That's uh, apparently the Oakland police. I saw on a billboard the Oakland police, eighty thousand dollars starting salary, eighty thousand dollars. That is so much money to murder Negroes. It's just so. I had no idea. Made the wrong career choice. I wish I had a time machine. I would smoke all my weed twice. Wish I could teleport. I wouldn't be here. I was at Dolores Park and this woman comes out to me and she's like, do you, do you want these french fries? Because I, I had to pee, but I knew I should buy something. But I didn't want them, so you can have fries. You know, the fries I was like, sure, lady, I'll take the french fries. But you could have pissed in my mouth for free. One time I was walking down the street. I saw this woman, and I asked her, do you like your pussy seven? Or do you want your pussy eight? She held up a card. Like, nine. Nah. Sometimes it lasts a long time. 
Hydrated from libations in Vegas and making a fracas. Lord save the natives. My, my ex-girlfriend was vegan. She shopped at Whore Foods. Um, I'm actually going to be on TV later tonight. One thing I need to know if a paramedic has to take a shit, is that an emergency? I used to work on Valencia. On the way to work, I would walk past this barber shop, had a sign in the window, said shave and a haircut, $80. So I go to work, right, at this, my friend owned a shop. And in the shop, everything, every item in the shop was for sale. That was, that was the gimmick. It was selling an aesthetic. Anything you saw, any object. So people come in, I would just tell them, you know, welcome to Viracocha, everything's for sale. And so many people would ask me, are you for sale? I am not a thing. I used to just, uh, it was after my divorce, I would just cry and like, the sink wasn't behind the bar, so I would just like go into the back to cry and come back and then have a tap we just put the bottles out on top of the bar people would look at me they look at the bottles they say i have a nigger 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 a modello I was living in Portland. I was working at this place called Shanghai Tunnel. It was a curious bit of architecture. The main bar was downstairs. And there was a crack in the masonry of the entrance. So when homeless people would urinate in the doorway, it would drip onto the bottles behind the main bar. So I got fired for pointing out health code violations. But while I was working there, it was fascinating. Um, Portland really loved having an answer to me to do some shit. That's my dog's Uber. So I'd have guys come up. A lot of times it was military guys. It would be like, excuse me, sir. I'm sorry. You can't come in. I can't let you in. You have no respect. I was in the military. You have no respect for anything. You don't respect the military. Sir, you are correct, but that is irrelevant. 
This one guy was like, you have no respect. All you care about is cigars and Hennessy. I know. I thought, wow, that is so racist. If you are being sexually harassed, bring mace because Puff Daddy will not help you. Statistically, that's a fact. Ask Red Rat. And then after the show, Niggas, shall we begin? When they were coming, I'm somewhere Used to hit up orgies, but I'm forgetting. Forced aggression, fed a temper, never read the Tempest. Emperor Jones worked himself. Toward a precipice far beyond rescuing, desecrate me. Sacrament that was left to him. Lesbians, let's be friends. Lesbians represent malevolence. Niggas, shall we begin?
It's in the wax. Kill yourself. Young Marks.
who's gonna rip this hard out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal, the vicious, and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's never been anybody I'm Sunny Listen, I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their claws. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah.